This is the FBCG Live podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins, Sr. Today's message is titled, Sunday Sermon. God desires to see in and through your life and wants you to be planted. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. Isaiah chapter 61, this is a very familiar passage of scripture, very well-known passage, because it is at one point in Jesus' ministry that he walked into the synagogue one particular Sabbath day, and they handed him the book of Isaiah, and it is to this section of scripture that he turned to and read. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, verse 1 says, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tithing to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Jesus has read that passage of scripture, and it is a profound, powerful passage of scripture. Because here's what he says. He says, God has anointed me and allowed me to have the power and the gifting to do these things. I wanted to talk to you about this passage on this Congregational Care Day because there are some things that God wants to accomplish in your life. Look at the person next to you and say, you might be a jacked up joker, but God's trying to do something in your life. Matter of fact, don't say you might be a jacked up joker. Say the word on the street is you are a jacked up joker. When it's all said and done, when we get to the end of the story, what is it that God is seeking to accomplish? I'm glad you asked the question because there are some things that God wants to do in and through your life. Three quick things he wants to do in and through your life. Here's number one. It's right here in verse three at the very end. At the very end of verse three, he says, that he may be glorified. When it's all said and done, what God is about doing is not giving you a new house, not giving you a new car, not giving you fame and a lot of money. That's not what it's about. What God wants to do through you is to give him the glory. Let me thank all five of y'all for that rousing amen. I know I I hate to blow your mind. I know that kind of shocks you because you thought all life was all about you. But it's not all about you. God, in fact, wants you to give him the glory. The word glory means God wants to be able to, through your life, boast about his power and his strength. He he wants people to be able to look at you and know that there's a God that lives in you and through you. You know what God is after? He's after people looking at your life and seeing that the only way you could have made it, the only way you could do what you do, the only way that you can achieve what you're achieving is because of God that is greater than you. 
And I'm here to tell somebody here today, I don't care where you are, what you're going through, when you get to the end of the story, God's going to use your life to give him the glory. As a matter of fact, the devil thought he could put you through hell and you would choose to curse God and die. But instead, you've made a decision that no matter what you're going through, you're going to give God the glory. I believe I got some Job's up in the camp who can make the declaration, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. The response to your drama in your life is either going to give God glory or give Satan glory. Who are you going to praise? Who are you going to shout? Who are you going to give thanks to? God wants you to give him the glory. That's what it's all about. God wants you to give him the glory. Now look back over my life, I can make the declaration that God is worthy of all the praise. That's not the only thing he wants to do. That's where he starts. He said, I want to conclude the whole deal by getting glory. But hold up. He also wants you, he says, right here in verse 3, I'm, right, I'm going backwards through the text. I'm preaching backwards. He says he wants you to be the planting of the Lord. What in the world does that mean? The word planting means to be fastened. It means the act of being placed in a certain position and condition. Planting means that God wants to, he wants to put in you and place you in the place where you are settled and you are in the place he's called you to be in. I need to spend a few moments to talk about that because we live in an unstable, unplanted society. People don't want to be settled. They don't have no stability. They go from place to place. They hop from job to job. They go from relationship to relationship, from one marriage to another marriage, from one church to another church. Folk just don't want to be settled nowhere. They, but God wants you to be planted. Where does he, he wants you to be stable, and he wants you to be in the place he planted you in. I'm sick of hearing people tell me I just go where the Lord leads me to go. That is your idea and your way of saying that you want to do what it is you want to do rather than being planted in the place God wants you to be planted. You can't be healthy eating from a whole lot of different ta tables and places. That's not stability. You're not stable jumping from relationship to relationship, from marriage to marriage, one boyfriend this week, another boyfriend this week, a girlfriend the next week. You're, that's not stable. You're unstable. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, he preaching better than you are saying amen. God has called you and I to be planted to get in the place that he put you in. And by the way, for those of you who still haven't decided to join a church nowhere, it's not because God doesn't know, know where he wants you to be. It's because you have somehow deafened your ears to hear where it is God's trying to plant you. It is not God's will for you to be floating around in a different place every couple months. Go on and preach, Pastor. I'm doing the best that I can. He wants you to be planted by the Lord. Tell your neighbor, you need to get planted. 
Tell them on the other side, how come you ain't planted? Ask them. Why, what you waiting around on? Why are you always jumping around from place to place to place? Can't keep a job. Something is wrong with a person who can't keep a job. I feel tension in the room. I feel, kick, I feel kickback in the room. Somebody got to tell you the truth. And I'm trying to tell you the truth. If you keep getting fired from every job, every boss that you done had ain't got a problem. Look at your neighbor and say, you can't handle the truth, can you? <laughs> he wants you to be planted so you can give him the glory. And that's not the only thing he wants to do in your life. Look at verse 3 says also, that they may be called trees of righteousness. Somebody say trees of righteousness. He wants you to be a tree. Somebody say you need to be a tree. Now, what is it about a tree? I asked y'all a question. A tree, not a bush. We got some scrubs, scrubs up in the camp. But God wants you to be a tree. He wants you to grow up. A tree has survived many storms. Strong winds. It has lived through the brutal heat of the sun and it has still survived. God is trying to get you through seasons of your life that you are planted somewhere to give him the glory. And you know what, is, you know what I noticed about a tree? I've been, I got a bunch of trees on the property where I live. A lot of trees and, and uh, the trees have branches. Go ahead, Pastor, you deep, they deep. Yeah, they got, and you know what I noticed about their branches? The branches never go down. They're always raised up. Y'all, I'm getting ready to go somewhere right here. God wants you to be a tree that come hell or high water, come thick or thin, come no matter what you're going through, your arms are always raised, giving God the glory and giving God the honor. You always, you recognize that no matter what I'm going through, he's worthy of praise. He's worthy of being honored. Yeah, I may have gone through some hell, but he's still worthy to be praised. I might have had some difficult days in my life, but I'm mature enough to know that it might be raining today, but the sun is still shining. Somebody look at your name and say, I'm a tree, I'm a tree. Tell them on the other side, I am a tree. I've survived storms, I've gone through some hell, I've been talked about, I've been lied on, I've been mistreated, but God is still worthy of my praise. I may not be as healthy as I used to be, but he's still worthy to be praised. I might not have all the money I want, but he's still worthy to be praised. That's how you know you are a tree when no matter what you're going through, you've learned to give God the praise. 
If the only time you can worship God is when things are going well, you're not a tree yet. But when you are a tree, no matter what you're going through, you know how to worship the living God. Somebody high-five your neighbor and say, I'm a tree. Tell them on the other side, I'm a strong tree. Tell them on the other side, I done survived some storms. I've had some strong winds. I've had some brutal heat. But I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. My branches are lifted up. I'm worshiping the almighty God. I am a tree. And by the way, I'm a righteous tree. I'm still living holy even though I feel like doing wrong. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. Some people look for excuses to do wrong, excuses to sin, excuses to go down the wrong pike. But he says, I want you to be a tree of righteousness. Some of you will never be a tree because you jump, out of the, you jump out of the fire. You try to escape what you're going through rather than going through it so God can make you a tree. Now, how in the world am I going to be a tree? How can I get planted? How can I give God glory? I'm glad you asked the question. Because the text goes on to tell us what he, how he's going to do it. It says right here, he's going to console those who are mourning in Zion. Can I tell you, can I talk about Zion for a moment? Zion represents being in God's perfect will. Zion is the place where God abides. It is, it is walking in God's perfect will. When you're in Zion, God answers your prayers even before you ask him to answer the prayer. Zion is being downtown will of God, right in the center of God's will for your life. That's Zion, being in downtown will of God, right in the center of God's will for your life. And the text, uh, God wants us to recognize that he can bring you comfort even uh, while you're mourning in Zion. You know, you know what I discovered? You can be in God's perfect will and have all hell break loose in your life. You can be crying while you're in Zion. You can be, you can be weeping because things are, uh, are not the way you wanted them to be. It's possible. But God says, I will console those who are mourning. And here's what he says I'm going to do. Even while you're in Zion and crying, I'll console you. And what I'm going to do is give you beauty for ashes. The word beauty means a headdress. It's a, it's a, it's a hat, as it were, a, a crown. Uh, and what does that mean? What does it mean that God puts a crown on my head? Here's what it means. It means that God is giving to you, here's what it means, an understanding of what you lost. 
you've got some ashes, you've lost some stuff, some fire has come through, some pain has ripped some things out of your life. But God says, it may not make sense to you today, but in time, I'm, I'm going to give you a crown of understanding. Oh, okay, okay, y'all not getting it. There's some stuff that you have gone through in your past that you didn't understand why you had to go through it in your past, but now all of a sudden the light flashes, the bulb goes off, and you can look back and say, oh, that's why God had me go through that, because I couldn't get here had I not gone through that. I couldn't be who I am today had I had not, not gone through that. Some of y'all can look back over your life and say, I, 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 I almost messed up, but God saved me and delivered me. Okay, y'all still not getting it. Y'all still not getting it. Y'all still not getting it. Uh, uh, the Lord bought Trina Jenkins in my life at a time when hundreds of women were chasing after me. And, and had she not come on the scene when she came in the scene, and I'd have seen some of those who I was hanging out with, and I can look back and say, God, I thank you that I didn't go there. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying to you here today. Some, who, who know what I'm talking about that you can look back and give God praise that there's some jobs you didn't take and there's some people you didn't stay with and there's some relationships that God cut off. God gave me beauty for my ashes. I lost it, but it was the best thing in my life. I'm praising God for all of the churches that didn't call me. I cried when they didn't call me. I, I wept when they didn't pick me to be their pastor. But oh, I can thank God now that they didn't call me. And God waited to bring me to the place where he planted me. Somebody say, wait till you get planted. Wait till you get planted. Wait till God plants you. He, he's going to get you to the right place. Planted. He's going to get you to where he wants you to be. By consoling you. Giving you beautiful ashes. Hold up. He's about to give you the oil of joy for your morning. Somebody say the oil of joy. He's about to give you some oil for those squeaky areas of your life. Y'all ever met a squeaky Christian? If you ain't met the squeaky Christian, you might be the squeaky Christian. Somebody who's complaining about everything. They find wrong with everything, every situation, every person. Um, you, they, they, they need some oil. They need some oil squirted in the joints of their life. Because I discovered that whatever I'm going through in life, I might not like it at the moment, but I live on the scripture of Romans 8.28. And we know 
not we think, not we assume. We know that all things work together for good to the call, to those who are the call according to his purpose. Y'all not hear what I'm saying to you today. I've learned to look at my life and give God a shout and give God a praise and to lift my hands because I know that everything's working together for my good. No need of complaining, no need of finding fault, no need of saying anything's wrong. I know that God is working all things together for my good. Can I get a witness from anybody? I got some oil. I got some oil of joy. I got some more. And then he says, I'm going to give you his I'm almost, I'm almost finished. I'm going backwards. God's taking me to the place where I'm going to glorify him and be the planting of the Lord and be the tree. And he's doing it by comforting me and consoling me and giving me beauty for my ashes and the oil of joy for what I mourned about. But he's also going to give me a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I'm, I'm moving backwards. I wish I could do the Michael Jackson moonwalk backwards. I'm, that's what I'm doing spiritually. I'm moving backwards. That's what I'm doing. He's given me a garment of praise. Now, what does that mean, Pastor? You've been talking about praise the whole time. You have to put on a garment. It, it don't jump on you. You have to put it on. And God's going to give you the capacity and the ability to wake up and put your garment on. Wake up when it's raining outside and put your garment on. Wake up when ain't anything going the way you want it to go and it looks dark and like a storm is about to come, but put your garment on. Oh, I wish I had a praying crowd with me here today. I wish I could find me about 15 people who could join with me and say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I wish I had a few people to say, I will bless the Lord. I will give him the praise. I will give him a shout. Hallelujah. Somebody high five your neighbor and say, I'm in that crowd. I'm, I got my garment on. High five somebody. I will give him a, nobody has to ask me. Nobody has to beg me. I don't need a praise and worship team. I don't need an organ or no drums. I don't need a praise team. I'm going to give God the praise regardless of whether anybody else praises him. I will praise him when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me. My soul cries out, hallelujah, thank God he saved me. Worthy to be praised. I will bless the Lord at all times.
Through thick and thin, I'll praise him. Through long jobs, I'll praise him. Through marital issues, I'll praise him. Through rebellious children, I'll praise him. got some trees up in this camp. Sit down. I got two more. Can I have two more minutes?
under normal circumstances, I would stop right there. But I ain't going to be here next week, so I got to finish this today. Some of y'all are not trees yet. Some of y'all are not planted yet. Some of y'all's lives are not giving God glory. But it's okay. God has a plan to get you to be a tree and to get you planted and to get you to a place of glorifying God. There is a plan. Do you know what it is? I'm glad you asked. I have preached through verse 3, verse 2. Now let me talk about verse 1. It says, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Y'all missed it. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And you. And you. And the Congregational Care Department is upon you. And the deacons and the deaconess and the ministers. And know what, you know what it's upon you to do? He has anointed you. That word anointed means he smeared you, covered you with his oil. To do what? To preach good tidings to the poor. To bring the message of the gospel to the poor. Y'all know who the poor are? The poor are the people without the comforts of life. When he talks about poor, it's just not talking about people who ain't got no money. Because some of the poorest people in the world got all the money in the world. Poor means those who are without the comforts of life. You can be rich and driving a car, but don't have the comforts of life. You can be living in a big old house without the comforts of life. And that's why we can preach the gospel to any and everybody because deacons, deaconess, ministers, teachers, instructors, uh, uh, congregational care, God has anointed you to preach the gospel and the good news. Y'all missed a great spot to say amen. God is calling and anointed you. I want y'all to know, this is what I want to close on. I want to close on you knowing that God has smeared you. He's gifted you. I know sometimes you wonder whether what you're doing is making a difference. You're teaching classes and you don't know whether it's impacting. Our church is the church that it is because we got people who are teaching and preaching the word of God and changing lives. He has sent you, he says. He has sent you to heal the brokenhearted. People have come into this church whose hearts are broken because relationships they had didn't survive. Their marriages didn't make it. Their friendships got broken up. But you brought healing to them. You brought life to them. God sent you to them to heal their broken hearts. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? 
Where are the preachers at? Stand up, all you preachers. And let me tell you, stand up. I want to talk to you for a moment. Your work is not in vain. Your labor is not in vain. Where are the teachers at? Stand up, those who are teaching classes up in here. I know you feel like it may not make a difference, but you are making a difference. You're helping get somebody to plant, be planted. You're helping somebody to be Give God the glory. You're helping somebody to be a tree of righteousness. Because you're preaching to the broke, to the poor. God sent you to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. To the people who are captive, look around you. There's some people around you who are captive, and you brought them liberty. That's what that verse means. He, you, you brought freedom. There's some people here today who used to be in bondage, but God used you to bring them free, make, break them free. That's Tim Thomas right there, whistling and hollering, because he used to be strung out on drugs. <laughs> he was so strung out on drugs that he came up and stole the church van one time. They gave me the keys. <laughs> but God changed him. God delivered him. God brought him out. I wish I had a praying crowd with you. God healed his family. God healed his marriage. He was out there, but God brought him back home and gave him life. You are making a difference, congregational care. When you go and visit somebody in the hospital, you are making a difference. When you counsel somebody, you are making a difference. Who am I preaching to today? The, uh, you're called to bring opening of the prisons to those who are bound. God has anointed you to bring those who are in dungeon. You're bringing them out. When you go and do the work of ministry, you are making a difference. And when you say, let me close right here. I'm close. This is my final point. This is my first close right here. <laughs> to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. All you need to do is tell them the word of God and tell people this is your time. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. But I'm preaching to somebody here today. You thought God had left you? Oh no, today is your day. This is the acceptable time for your life to be transformed, for your marriage to be healed, for you to come off your addictions and your drugs. If you get the courage to get out of your seat and make your way down here right now, Jesus is going to forgive you of your sins. He's going to wipe your slate clean. He's going to make you a brand new creation. Let me invite you to come right now. Don't put it off. Don't debate it. He's going to forgive you of whatever you've done, and he's going to make it right in your You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins, Sr. God has a plan to get you to become a tree and to get you planted. 
If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.